Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the James Kennedy Podcast. How you doing? I hope Mr. Alec Clifford is happy that his podcast has come out on time this week, and I'll be looking forward to a detailed feedback report by no later than 10 a.m. Just a little private joke there amongst friends. Don't worry if you haven't got a fucking clue what I'm talking about. It's not essential to the rest of the episode. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with the brilliant Professor Tim Spector, who's given you everything you need to know about food and nutrition. And as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do give us a subscribe, give us a thumbs up, give us a star rating. It all really helps the show. Got a great one for you guys this week. If you've owned a pair of ears at any point during the last 30 years or ever been to a festival or looked at a music magazine or turned the radio on at any point, you will have heard of the Mighty Levelers. Bringing the good times and blending genres through kick-ass songs and socio-political lyrics since 1988. The Levelers have been doing their thing and doing it their way for over 30 years, never once succumbing to the temptations of the major label machinery. Having been outspoken, principled and hard grafting consistently in their long and awesome career, this band has seen and done it all. So I'm super excited to be able to talk with the lead singer and songwriter in the band, Mr. Mark Chadwick. Mark, thanks so much for doing this, man. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks, man. I think you might actually be the first guest to actually ask me how I'm doing. So I appreciate wow. that, man. And uh, you know that, that bodes well for the rest of the chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought we would start, before we jump into the music and the band and everything, let's clear the air, let's get some shit off our chest, and let's do a little bit of politics first, if you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> I fear I may have kicked a wasp's nest now. Um, <laughs> what is your take then, as, as we start a new year, 2023, as you look around you and survey the terrain and the heartbreaking shit show that we see around us, what is your take on how we got here and what the fuck is going on? Um, how did we get here? How did we get is a long story, but, um, but the actual where we are it is beyond desperate. Yeah. There is no denying that. And, that, and it is a global situation. Our country is leading the way in how crap the world can actually possibly be and how quickly things can change from a reasonable sort of like level of, uh, uh, you know, crap government to, oh, my God, yeah. this is just beyond unusual. This is this is a crapocracy. This is just appalling. And, yeah, and it's obvious how it's happened and why it's happened, but it's like, Oh, <laughs> how quickly it can happen! Oh yeah, and how, um, how you know, and how uh, uh, sort of like people don't think they can do anything about it. That's the weirdest bit. And you know, everyone's looking at their um, internet news or whatever they get in their Facebook news, the news, whatever their papers, and they're just feeling uh, they're feeling completely un- unable to do anything about it. They're watching this thing from the, from, uh, as if it's not really happening to them. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yeah. it is. It's all happening. And it's across the board. It's not one bit. There's not one bit of it that's working. It's everything is broken. Literally everything from the judicial system to the service. It's like, okay, and everything in between. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's pretty serious. That's the serious neglect. And, you know, it is, it's shocking. And everyone's just sitting there looking and going, wow, this is crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, and, and, and levels is bad. You know, we've been putting this shit out for a long time. <laughs> a really long time. You know, we're not, you know, I don't know if people say, oh, you're a political band. We're not. We're an observational band. We observe the world we live in. We don't tell people how to live their lives. You know, look, this is what, this is going down. And this is, this is, this is a good thing. This may not be such a great thing. Yeah, and that's what we do. And that's what we've, we've been always done. And, uh, and if the world had listened to us, we wouldn't be in this shit now. Fact. 100%. I totally agree. I think everybody listening would agree with that, Mark. Um, I mean, you've been in the business, what, how long has the band been together? 35 years now? 35, 35 years, 36, something yeah. like that? 
Yeah. 35, yeah. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you've been doing social commentary and political commentary now for a long time. As you look at the state yeah. of the world or the country today, how do you feel it fares out? You know, when you, when you compare it to, like, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, you know, the fashion. It's never been this bad. Right. It's never been this bad. It's just, so that's a simple fact. And right. um, people of a generation older than mine would say the same. They're like, oh, my God, this is literally shocking. This is worse than the winter of discontent in 79. This is worse than Thatcher's attack of, of like, like, um, the nationalised industries. This is worse than anything. You know, this is worse than the Criminal Justice Act of the 90s. This is worse than any erosion. This is like, this is, this is corrosion. Well put, man. Yeah, well said. And what is your, what have you seen in the social change as well? What have you seen in terms of how people are re- responding to this stuff compared to what you saw, you know, in the 80s with everything that well, was Well, I'm then? amazed. I mean, I, back in the day, back in the day, people were more political. In the 80s, they were. Even pop music was political in the 80s, yeah. believe it or not. A lot yeah. of chart music was very political. So when the 11s came out in the late 80s, it's quite natural to be quite political in your music. It wasn't a big deal, you know. And it became not so much in the 90s. We were pretty much the everyone else was having a party. So were we. But it was like, it was like party time. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of led us into a false sense of security, I think, for a lot of people, and consequently, younger generation never really picked up on that vibe of like actually taking to the streets, like the poll tax riots, which right. was in the end of the eighties, where people actually, you know, beginning of the nineties, like, fuck this, this is dreadful. Right. We need to do something, you know, uh, riots against uh, student loans, all those sort of things, big, big deal. People yeah. would go to take the streets. Young people would take the streets and smash shit up. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't they just look at it uh, just tick a like yeah 100% you know yep. tick a like yeah I, I hate that too boy yeah, yeah. and, and it, is, <laughs> I, it is always hate as well I hate that that's it that's the yeah, only yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like hating that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I've somehow I've swayed. I've done some. <laughs> you know, and if people get that, and that little bit of and the morphine goes into your brain. It's like, yeah, I've done some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then you haven't. <laughs> I'm amazed that people aren't in the streets. I think I do think there's a lot to do with it. Do you sense that change in them? Because I feel like the government can sense something coming, which is why they're making all these moves now to make protest illegal. It's almost like they're preempting a wave of resistance. What do you think? Well, they're aware of the situation they've created for themselves and they know and they're putting up their defences because they know it's coming down. It yeah. will. It will eventually. You know, people will take so much. I don't know how much they can take, to be honest. It's, it strikes me that they can take a fucking awful lot. They certainly can. Yeah. But, they, you know, they really can. And, yeah. it, and it's like, wow, how is this possible? Well, it's almost like we've reached the definition of madness and insanity, isn't it? If, oh, yeah, if you, yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah. you were looking at this with a completely impartial set of eyes and assessed it on those terms, you would be only able to conclude that it, this is institutionalised insanity. It really is. It's, and it's beyond, it's beyond insane. It's like, how, how does it, even like, you know, you think, oh, God, there must be somebody up there putting the strings and gets all this right. Yeah. Obviously not. <laughs> you know, it puts an end to all conspiracy theories. It's like there's, there's a conspiracy with craptocracy, and then they've done it. They've won. Well done. They've fucked the case of the entire country. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well they done. really have, man. But do we, at which point is that good for them? <laughs> it's good for anybody. You know, they lie in their pockets, obviously. But, you know, essentially that's really it. That's it. That's all it's ever been. And that, that's what they've done. And they've done. They've won. Well, something that I, I, I've talked about quite a few times in the podcast with different guests, it's something I'm trying to figure out. They're always really uh, just... That confuses me. I can't get my head around it. Is when you look at the elite, you know, the one percent who are destroying this planet and everything on it. These are all highly educated, well-connected people who know what's going on just as well as anybody else does. They know that the role that they play in it. Yet they continue to do 
the things that they do which directly contribute to the end of life for the planet as we know it and everything on it including their grandkids so i just can't understand the mentality of that all i can all i can decide is that they must be psychopaths well, do you know, yeah, is the answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and they breed psychopaths, and it's in, 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 it's an environment. It's, it's it's the heady world they live in. It's a very heady world, right. I'm sure. You know, and it's like, yeah, we're just great. Aren't we the best at being fucking cunts? You know what I mean? So you don't swear on this. <laughs> well, it's too late now, Mark. <laughs> nah, go for it, man. Fucking right. All right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and they are, and they just like go around and they bring that they raise their children to be cunts. So, I always used to think back in the days like their children would be tagging on the daddy sleeping. Dad, Dad, aren't you worried about the environment? But well, I think they bred that out of them, right? You know, and the kids go, "Well, fuck this shit." Whereas people used to rebel against their parents. And I think these days they go, "Yeah, fuck, I'm having some of that." Mm. Yeah, I want all the money too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's broke what we got here. Let's fucking get rich. Right, so you think that they know what's going on, but instead of doing something about it, they're just thinking, fuck it, there's no chance of saving us. So let's just grab everything for ourselves, fuck everybody else, and let's just have one big, last, greedy, decadent hurrah before it's game over. That would appear to be what seems to be going down. And I, mean, I, would, I knew this was going to happen eventually. I thought it was a much slower process. I didn't realize how fucking quick it was going to be. Yeah, well, me neither. I mean, do you derive some hope, though, from the fact that this issue, more than any other, seems to be really mobilising people to get up and out in bigger numbers than ever before? Because, you know, you're seeing the rise now of groups like Extinction Rebellion and Just Stop Oil. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 there's always a positive side. There is a positive side. There are people angry at it. There's people doing stuff. But there's not enough. Right. There's no point. It's not enough. It's not that literal, like, you know, like they do in other countries, you know, people always say that. But England doesn't really have a, a massive history of taking to the streets. It no, doesn't. No. You know, and and when it does take to the streets, it's generally beat to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in, in places like France, they take to the streets. It's quite a regular thing. Yeah. In Germany, they take yeah. to the streets on a regular basis since everyone gets out of practice. I've seen them practice anarchists versus police every May the 1st. They go, yeah, I'll have a jolly good riot. And everyone works out the moves. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> weird. But, like, we don't do that. You know, no. We don't have a history of that sort of street action, but it has happened and it can happen. I hope it does happen. I mean, I, I genuinely think that is the only thing that's going to make a difference. Right. It's literally people tearing shit down. I actually do. I totally agree with you, man. I mean, do you have any faith at all in the electoral system? No. No. Unfortunately, no. But it, it had an opportunity, it had a way, because it's, it, the system itself, yeah, all right, whatever. It's proportional representation, maybe. Right, yeah. Plus, 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 doesn't work. And also, with the media so heavily weighed towards whatever they want, then it kind of affects so many people that don't actually think about things. They get told what to vote, and they, they do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they go, oh, you know, they're not going to vote Tory next time, a lot of people, because they were told not to now. That's the, you know, that, that the argument is changing. So you're going to vote for Keir Starmer now. That's kind of, that's happening. Right. Right? So that is what will happen. Uh, and it's not going to be a particularly massive radical change, unfortunately. No. It's not, not going to be, you know, I don't know if we're going to Jeremy Corbyn and all that, but essentially he was right about a lot of things. And it's like, okay, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself as a Corbynist, so I wouldn't describe myself as a socialist particularly. Hmm. But um, I would say, yeah, that's, I don't have no faith in the system, no. Don't. I agree with you, man. It's, we get fucked every time. Every time, yeah, some cunt gets that. <laughs> <Basically, laughs> with self-interest. Uh-huh. No matter who you vote for, the cunt wins.
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. We did a whole episode on proportion representation. We had um, make votes matter on explaining how it all works and everything like that. I just realized that, like, yeah, like the only choice we've got at this point is to vote for Labour if we want to get the Tories out. Because I'm a member of the Green Party and I've been for a long time. Yeah. So I've got to be realistic. You know? exactly. If we want to get the Tories out, we've, it's got to be Labour because we don't have an, any other realistic option. Well, and- if you're sensible, yeah. I mean, I, I, I prioritise it. I don't like, I, I quite, you know, prioritise it. This is the situation we are in now. Yeah. Right? I would prioritise it. So, yeah, I would vote fucking Labour. Or whoever's going to get a Tory out in my constituency. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. Right? But that, that I'm pragmatic like that. I don't care. I don't have a particular religion. I've never voted Tory. I never will. But I will vote for anybody else just to get rid of a Tory because they are scum of the earth. Oh, they really are, man. And, like, they've, they've done us all over good and proper this time. And, like, if we all haven't learned a big fucking lesson from the last 12 years, then shame on us and we deserve everything we get. Like, if we elect these guys again the next time after everything they've done to us this past decade, then fuck us. You know, I don't care. I'll be past caring at that point and I'll just be working on my escape plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the problem is, is that ultimately it won't make that much difference because the Labour Party are essentially Tory lights. There's not that much fucking difference between them anymore. You know what I mean? So I completely agree with you that we've got to do everything we can to get rid of them because they are cunts but ultimately you know the only way to affect like actual change is to get out there and start tearing shit up yeah yeah but a serious visionary or a serious visionary which we you know someone's actually prepared to go do you know what we are this is daft this is a really bad system it's a corrupt system it needs to be changed we need proportional representation we can't just keep it's no matter what you do the Tories will always essentially win because it's the way the country is built yeah it's a really old political system geared towards getting them in power. Always has been. That's the way it works. You know, it's just different versions of the Tory party. You know, Tony Blair was a different version of the Tory party. That was all right. he ever was. Yeah. Right? It was just very Tory light. And that's what we're going to get again. Okay. So it's like, and, and, and I don't care what you call it. It doesn't matter. But that's the, that's the system that we're up against. But with proportional representation, you get actually what people feel. Yeah. Yeah. What they actually want. And that, you know, it, it lowers them. It brings them down to where they should belong, which is a, an equal partnership with other uh, thought processes. Instead of like, let's just get rich <laughs> and protect <laughs> yeah. fucking ourselves. It's like, no, you're going to get rich, but you have to deal with the Green Party now. We're going to tell you you can't fucking do that, right? like they do in Germany or like they do, you know, some place in the world. It's, it's a better system. Yeah, 100%. And I'm surprised that you don't describe yourself as a socialist then, because if oh, I was looking at the political spectrum of where to place... Yeah, yeah, well, I've definitely, I've definitely left the centre. <laughs> no shit. All the way around. <laughs> yeah, all the way around. You know, I'm, I'm more of an anarchist, really. Yeah, well, I can see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what role do you think that art can play then in advancing positive change? Well, obviously a big one, because that's why they're so scared of it. Mm, yeah. You know, that's why they're in the process of dismantling it as much as they possibly can, right. very quickly and again, subtly, not subtle at all. Literally, like, right, we're not getting rid of that. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> during the pandemic, all oh, become ballerinas. All oh, ballerinas become fucking computer experts. Bullshit. You know what I mean? That's, they're not ignoring the fact that the arts make them so much money, et cetera, et cetera, but they know that every artist given a fucking opportunity to speak will speak against them, and they don't like that. So consequently, the arts are important because that's what we do. Love it. Yeah. And art is a great communicator as well, isn't it? You know, art can get straight to the point, whereas it's easy to bamboozle people with statistics and narratives and spin, whereas art can just punch you straight in the gut or hit you straight in the heart, can't it? You know what I mean? Well, you can cut through a lot of the bullshit and can get, you yeah. get straight to the emotion, get straight to actual, you know, you, well, you, the boiling pot, you know, the heart, 
Yeah, 100%. I feel like the levelers are a case in point because, you know, I don't think your guys' longevity and staying power is just down to the awesome songs and the relentless work ethic. But I think the fact that you guys have always been so honest and outspoken and consistent with that, that it it's given you guys a, a sort of trust with your audience and, and an extra element that they relate to and connect with you guys on that's more real, I think, than, you know, hey, here's a band with a cool song. It's definitely a component in, in our longevity, yeah, and the fact that we never got away is because of that. Because we have never been, you know, us, uh, we are what we sing. <laughs> right. You know, that's, we are that. Right. You know, uh, 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 and, you know, it's been lots of, it's complicated. It's not easy doing it, but generally speaking, we have a think about most things that we do. You know, sometimes we fuck up, but not very often. And we go, like, Jesus, uh, well, if we're going to do this, we have to think about that. You know, really weigh it out and go, okay, this can be perceived as bad and stuff. We don't do it. You know, even if it's like, oh, it's a good career move. We only ain't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If we do that, that's bad. Right. You know, we, we're aware of like, when uh, sucking Satan's cock is available, <laughs> when it's available, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't want to go near that. Do you know what I mean? That's bad. Yeah, avoid the cock. And it's, you know, and it's there. And we're sort of aware of it. It's like, okay. And sometimes we've done stuff and we haven't been aware. So, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because that's there. So you just stay true to your values and that's worked for you. Yeah, exactly. And just unpiously going about our business, really. Right. You know, just like, don't make it as much fun as we possibly can, but also just like keeping it, keeping it real, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> keeping it real. And, and for us, it's, it's basic common sense. Everything is common sense. Right. Everything we do from our festival to our own studio, our own everything, you know, our own record label. Everything is common sense, and it's like it's that that does the least harm. Well, I want to ask you about your uh, your label and your model for releasing records and stuff. Now, but I wanted to uh, just to sort of like bridge the gap between the politics and and the music stuff. Uh, this doesn't apply to you because your situation is very different. Um, but what do you say to those people who see a conflict in bands espousing you know socialistic principles whilst also being part of the capitalistic evil machinery of the record business? Do you see <laughs> a conflict there, or is it just what other choices do we have? No. No, 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 it's the system you live in, you know, it's, it's what works, that's right. it, yeah. <laughs> you can't just go around, yeah, yeah, gonna make them weave our own records, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, so you know, yeah, you're involved, you're just involved, that's the, that's the world you live in, obviously, like, you know, we do what we do, but we don't, like I said, we don't get into bed with the, with the wrong people, right, you know, we, we've been, we, we've, we've been, the wrong people trying to get in bed with us, no, I bet, and like buy parts of it. Well, we're, 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 like, literally got away from that, you know. Like corporate, because we're, we're always on independent labels, but then our independent label we got bought by a major label, right? And we made sure we got dropped straight away, right? Because we were we weren't prepared to be ruled by Bugs Bunny. You know, it wasn't really what we wanted. Love it. So what is your model now then? Because you're completely independent now with your own record label on the fiddle recordings. What, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. your situation? Are you doing everything in-house or are you licensing and outsourcing? Oh, we, do, we do a bit of licensing abroad, but yeah, everything's in-house, really. Uh, now the record, the record company business has changed so much. There's a lot of individual talent you just hire as you need. Right. Instead of like going to you know, someone who's probably worked for years at various different record labels is now working from home doing the same stuff, yeah. but cutting out the middleman, yeah. you know. So that that's the way we do it now. And uh, and that's the way everyone's doing it, really, a lot. I mean, it still makes a record up. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're doing better than ever, <laughs> extraordinarily. Yeah. Which is, you know, so, oh, 
those earning any money, but those guys. They're making shitloads of money. Oh, how are they doing that? Yeah, yeah, they've been fucking dodgy deals with fucking Spotify. That's oh, how they're yes. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and everyone else gets left out in the cold. And that's just the way of it. So, but, you know, but, but it's been a growing thing. We, we, we started doing this around 2000. 2005 we started to, to, to separate ourselves from as much of the business as possible right. and we we're lucky enough to have a fan base stuck with us throughout that time because they said we were never a, a fashion band of any kind you know we weren't like part of a Britpop or fucking yeah. baggy or whatever you know it's yeah. like the levels of those cunts that's all we ever were and that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hate those guys yeah brilliant whatever you see that so often though don't you like bands who are just doing their thing and staying true to who they are and not giving a fuck about how it fits in with the broader ecosystem. You see that happens so often that they're the bands that are still fucking kicking it 30 years later. Well, no, exactly. Yeah, always, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it is those bands. It is those bands. It's Fugazis. It's those sort of bands, you know. Yeah. They, they just keep going and don't stop because they do their own fucking shit and they yeah. do it their own way and they create their own power, you know, and it's brilliant. You know, Beastie Boys, genius. Yes. Same deal. Yeah. You know, they do what we do on a bigger scale, but they right. do what we do. So how are you finding the independent lifestyle then compared to the years when you were, you know, with a, with a label doing things? I mean, I'm guessing now it's like the band has got so many other hats that it's got to juggle now as well as, you know, doing what you've always done. Well, you, you don't, they don't have as much money to throw around as they did back then, but they don't anyway. Right. Right. Especially for rock and roll. They don't really throw money at rock and roll anymore. I think the Arctic Monkeys is the last big band come out one day. is there anything else really that's lasted there isn't is there so let's face it <laughs> <laughs> I'm scratching it last for about five minutes and then well they're gone well, well, well you know what I mean but, yeah. <laughs> and it depends I mean, and that depends on the faith of the record company keep backing them up backing them up until unless they right. do something independent for themselves but I, I just I couldn't live like that I couldn't live at the whim of another person I live like that for like I lived like that for about 12 years and it was like that's you know it's long enough a whim. When right. I was on, I was on a tour bus with the band who was there. I won't name the band, but like when they suddenly got dropped by their label, they were in the middle of a sellout tour. Wow! Just just released a record. All good. Some accountant in Japan took a look down and went. Zip. And the tour manager comes on, Didn't comes onto the tour bus and says, "Guys, you've just been dropped by your label." Fuck! Yeah, and they were fucking partying. At that moment, the road oh. after that, it was like, oh, it's fucking over. And they're a famous band. It's like, fucked them, done. And, that, and wow. I was like, okay, that ain't going to happen to me. Yeah, no, fuck that, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, well, you've done it both ways now with yeah. success in both. But what, just for, you know, to play devil's advocate, what are the benefits that you experienced of being with a label? Are there any? Yeah, there are. There really are. I mean, it, to be honest, you know, like, you know, I thought sort of some record company guys uh, who did a Manistry Preachers record, Gold, and said it would have been easier to to staple a £50 note to every record we sold. Mm. That's how much we spent to do it. Right. Right? And that's that's how it works. That's how it works. They throw money at the situation until it sticks. They did it with us, you know, threw money at it. And... And it works, you know, that's, you know, advertising everywhere, getting, getting a record on the radio, getting all that sort of stuff. That's, that's where that comes from. That's for the, you know, the million bucks and it takes a million bucks to to break a band and it just does. Yeah. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. And and so if you haven't got that, it's so hard Mm. for newer acts. I don't know how they do it via the internet. 
<coughs> still, it's going to end up fairly niche unless you get one of those unique sort of like viral situations. Or suddenly, they're the right band or the right artist for the time. Yeah, yeah. Then they might get lucky. And, you know, and there's a lot of people that do quite well doing this, bio, without the labels as such. But it's hard work. Yeah, well, for someone like me who's been releasing albums in like i don't know any other way to do it i've only ever done it independently i make all my records myself financed myself released them myself promoted them myself distributed them myself i you know i don't i've never had a deal as such so i don't know what that experience is like so i've, I've had to learn the long way and the hard way and made a lot of mistakes and still am but the independent model just seems to make sense to me you know because even even people i know who are on major labels they've got nothing good to say about it they've got no money and certainly you know through the lockdown and stuff when everyone else was skint and and considering getting day jobs and and getting jobs on building sites and stuff i was doing okay not because i'm making loads of money but just because i'm independent so anything that comes in was coming into me because you know i'm the label as well as the artist and the writer and the performer and everything so it kind of makes sense to me and I think it is cool that we now have that option to go independent because, you know, before, before, you know, if you couldn't get a deal, you were fucked, you know, it was game over. So I think it is very empowering that people have got the ability to keep on trucking now with or without a label. You can just do it yourself. You know, it's very, I think it goes back to the whole DIY punk ethos, you know? Well, that's it. Well, that, 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 that is what happened. It, it came DIY. And yeah. we, we were lucky to catch that wave and did it right at the right time. Right. For us, for us, you know, it's like, okay, this this makes sense to us. Right. You know, and so, you know, the digital revolution aided our career to a right. degree because it's, it enabled us to continue without, if, if we'd have dropped all the labels without the digital world, we probably would have really fucking struggled. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, you'd have to get into print media and all that, and that cost money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that wouldn't have, you know, this is all free. Yeah. So... Largely, you know what I mean? So that really helps, you know, running websites and, and apps and, you know, doing things yeah. directly, you know, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's the problem. I mean, it is a shame that, like I said earlier about the having to be dependent on the big, bad label machinery. Well, now, despite everything we've just said, we we are dependent completely on the big, bad tech industry, which I, I'm, I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah, well, yeah, to be fair, I mean, I think, I think I still believe in word of mouth. I think that still has a there is a, right. there is a strange, you know, the fucking 12 monkey effect where somebody suddenly, they know about this band or this artist. You don't know why. <laughs> you right, just do. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know how that happens? And I know that's what happens to the level. It was the strangest thing. It was like, there we were plodding away. Next thing you know, everybody knew the fuck we were. And that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. 12 monkey. Boing. <laughs> well, I mean, essentially, yeah, speaking of word of mouth, I mean, in that sense, everything has changed, but nothing has changed, really. I mean, well, indeed, indeed. It's, it's, the, it's the medium of it has changed. It's probably more like the 50s now, Okay, I'd say, than, than you know, the, the 60s and 70s and 80s, where it was like big bucks and where, you know, where, where music was actually, you know, you identified with your music. You, you were your music. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That, that's, that's what you were. That was your gang. That was your crowd. That was your thing. You know, you, you were a massive Smith fan, and that was you. Yeah. You know, or you were a, a goth, that was you, or you were a psycho billy, and that was you, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you were a metal or fucking two-tone, you know, and that was that. That was the world I grew up in, and I thought, I, I thought that would never go. But now that's not the case. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's largely, you know, that's quite quite cultish, and the young people really fucking understand it, to be honest. They're like, yeah, really? So yeah, that was where it was, and we beat everybody else up. 
yeah that's very true that that man that sense of, of, of identity that absolute sense of identity that you define yourself with a fucking band you know what i mean like i miss those days but you know it, it was a simpler world there was less content to consume and make sense of i mean these days you're not going to get that because there's just too much fucking stuff man to make sense of you can't get really really into anything anymore you're just a little bit into lots of stuff you know what i mean which is one of the many downsides i think to the new model um despite all of the the, the great things we've just said about it but if you were going to put your cards down haven't seen both sides would you say that it's better now worse in many ways or is it just different it's just different right yeah it's just different different set of problems different set of problems different set of opportunities love it and where do you stand on the streaming medium you know spotify and the ilk I can see it to say, you know, <laughs> I can do right. about it. Right. That's it. It's just a fact. There's nothing there. The thing is, you know, like, people who buy, want to buy stuff, will still buy it. They'll buy it. They won't even open it. They'll still stream. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll stream what they listen to, or they don't buy it at all. You know what I mean? So, when I mean, there's a lot of revenue being lost, it's just shit for musicians. It's fucking dreadful compared to what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's dumb. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad, you know, unless they're earning money from live or from merchandise, they earn it. No, nah, you're right. I mean, and the touring is hard as well. I mean, people glamorize that as being, you know, such a great revenue stream. But, you know, if you don't have financial backing, you can't do it. I mean, if you're a small band at the transit van level, you know, just doing a little stint around the UK is fucking expensive. You know, you're in a hole before you leave. Oh, man, I go some of the bands, you know, how much are you getting paid? I'm like, well, that's your diesel. Yeah, 100%. And literally that, you know, you're talking literally 50 bucks or whatever just to help you get to the next gig. There's you know, not, nothing to be said about food or, you know, a bed to sleep on or anything like that. It's fucking brutal, man. I mean, and that's why I haven't gigged in so long. I mean, you know, pandemic aside and some other things, but, you know, I haven't toured or done shows now in fucking years, about four years, because I'm looking at the terrain and I'm just thinking, fuck that you know why would i bother you know what i mean it's it's, it's too fucked right now i'm just gonna sit and sit and sit in the pit stop and wait it out you know yeah 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 no i get that i totally get it and i really admire any band that out there was knocking it on the you know knocking on the doors doing the work because yeah. i know that they, they ain't doing it for fucking the luxury they're doing it for their life and there ain't no luxury <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> no no luxury <laughs> not my level there's no luxury <laughs> really well not really Relatively speaking, I'd say it's all right. But yeah, it's not. You're like, not sleeping in the transit van anymore, though. Not sleeping in the transit van so often. Right. <laughs> Still can do. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, guys that came up the way you guys did, you know, like you've been working hard now for several decades. I suppose you're, you've got that work ethic, you know what I mean? Which, which sadly is lacking in a lot of bands. Certainly, certainly some of the ones that I know, because you have got, you've got to do that because with the industry being what it is and, and what it's always been, until you could push through to that, that part of the threshold where you do start earning a bit of money, until then, you've got to do it at a loss, essentially. So yeah. if that means sleeping in the van, that's what you've got to do, you know? Absolutely. And that's what people do when, friends of mine that's what they're doing right now right you know we're on the road sleeping in a van yeah, my friend's exactly the same, man. I mean, I, I honestly can't see any other way that it's possible to keep doing your thing at the moment without doing that. You know what I mean? And I think it's, 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 it's good to have these conversations, I think, these honest conversations about this stuff, because I think too many people who are fans of bands have this kind of assumption that, you know, it's all, you know, partying and rock and roll and champagne and cocaine and groupies and <laughs> private planes, you know. Those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say then that the independent model is working out better for you? I mean, obviously, you've got to incur now all the extra costs that the label was 
you know, previously paying well, for that, that's, that's beyond, that's not really, <coughs> with the cost of the cost now, because of, they're the same cost that everyone's having to bear, you know, in energy and okay. all that, you know, diesel, yeah. et cetera, going Brexit, geniusly not helping anything at all, in fact, really bad, yep. obviously, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so things like that are, yes, yeah, they're bad in that respect, you know, costs are, are high, wages are high, um, and you can't really take the piss ticket-wise too much because people have only got X amount of money because, you know, to go to a gig, you know, for people it's babysitters, it's travelling, it's accommodation, yeah. it's yeah. fucking big, it's a big bunch of cash, you know, to go to a gig these days, it's not straightforward, so you have to be really careful, but, you know, what the levers are good at is playing everywhere. Right. So people don't generally have to travel that far to see us if they've got patience we'll be in their town at some point that's awesome yeah, man. within a two-year period yeah man you guys get around jesus christ i mean you're playing acoustic shows all through march as well is that right yeah end of february through march yeah Awesome. I know we'll give that a plug at the end as well. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how do you balance? I mean, I'm assuming your life has, has probably uh, grown and evolved to fit around the massive part of your life that the band takes up. But now at this stage in your life, how do you balance um, having a personal life with the relentlessness of what you do in the band? It's, it's not as relentless as all that these days, to be honest. Um, but yes, there's a lot of, it's a lot of downtime, a lot of home time. So that is quite hard. And it's over the years, yeah, it's been a truck, it's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge, I don't deny it. It's a real challenge because it's, it's a very different world to rocking out on the stage and then getting home and putting the bins out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's just it's. And it's like, you know, you have to be a bit of a words of gummage. Right. I'm not great at words of gummage. <laughs> it's like, I tend to have one head on, which is to my detriment. Right. <laughs> well, you mentioned Brexit back then. We've done a few episodes on here about, you know, Oh, you <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had Kevin Brennan, the MP, on talking about it, and uh, a couple of other guys from a, a campaign that I'm involved with called Carry On Touring, talking specifically about how Brexit is affecting crews and bands and the entertainment business from yeah, the UK wanting to tour in Europe post Brexit. How has it affected you guys? Uh, it's pretty bad, you know. It's it's, it's expensive. It's made you know almost unviable. Wow, not quite, but very nearly. You know, it's like okay, we're going to make a small profit now. It's like we're just doing it to reach, just to play to the fans and not lose money. That's right. shit. Yeah, you know, that's a bit weird, a bit fucking weird. But we're doing it, we're getting paid, yeah, essentially. Right. So yeah, because the cost, and you know, and you can be there, and suddenly uh, someone's got to leave the tour because they've been on tour in Europe with another band, and they've got a ninety day cycle, so they've that's got to it. go. Yeah. So where, where are we going? So I've got to go, mate. <laughs> so I sort of, I've arranged someone else to come in my place, but I've got to go. Fuck. Things like that. You know, so unforeseen things, and that applies to you guys as well. The ninety day rule, yeah. Except we never play ninety days in Europe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's terminal for crew members, like say, because they hop from one tour to the next. Now, like, yeah, no, exactly. You know, yeah, it's really bad news for them. It's like you run out of your ninety days, and that's within a year. That's it. You're done. Don't go back. Yeah. It's like fuck. That's what have they done to deserve that? Nothing. You know, the, well, in an industry that was making the country the more, most money out of any other industry. Yep. You know, apart from the actual city itself. It's like, yep. wow, that's great. That's brilliant. Let's shoot ourselves in the front of the fucking foot there. Let's do yep. that, shall we? Yep. And, and all the companies, all the British companies used to work over, in, in Europe now. They, they don't go over there anymore. You know, PAs, buses, lights, uh, production companies, yep. all the best skills, all the yep. best people in this country. Yep. Can't go anymore. So they have to hire everything over there, which is a bit shit because their gear's not as good. It's going to be good now because they bought all ours. 
<laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard that because of um, the lockdown and everything, there was, there was like this surge of touring activity as soon as the gates were open again, which has just meant that the cost of getting a bus and crew and stuff like that has, has doubled or trebled. Oh, it really did, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 hopefully it'll calm down a bit now, but it was really, you know, it was, it was like, fuck, this is not first time feasible. Yeah, so many people like I, like myself who were just sitting in the pit stop now trying to figure out, you know, is this going to change or how can I make this doable? You know what I mean? Uh, I know. So we, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's done, but it's bad. <laughs> and it needs to be reversed immediately. 100%, man, yeah. I mean, what is the leveler's approach to all of this then? I mean, are you guys just going to continue doing what you've always done and what has always worked for you, which is just to keep on trucking, doing your thing and, you know, not getting drawn into, you know, the surrounding bullshit? Well, we have to be, remain consistent. You know, that's what people rely on. You know, they, they rely on our voice, what we say and how we are as a beacon, hopefully, for people who go, yeah, fuck it, I want to see what the levelers. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. They're doing their thing, you know. Always, always producing new material, new stuff, always trying to keep it fresh, always trying to, you know, be inspired and be inspiring. Beautiful. And what would you say then to those bands who are out there who aren't, you know, at the level as level yet, who are currently hammering the toilet circuit in a transit van, trying to navigate this fucked up terrain, you know, of making no money, you know, sleeping in the driver's seat, eating pot noodles, you know, and dealing with the fact that, you know, everyone is broke and venues are closing down left, right and centre and streaming and, and all, all the shit that, you know, a, a, a young musician is faced with now when they start on the circuit. You know, what advice after all of your experience could could you give to those bands? Get a job. <laughs> no, really, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I really don't know. I think, you know, I think tenacity plays out in the end a lot of the time. You know, if you're good, it will work. I don't know. It's fucking hard though. I wouldn't, I don't envy them at all. I really don't know. It's fucking tough. I think the music business has never been tougher to start out in. If you're playing, you know, if you're not playing directly commercial music, you know, where you might be, you know, have some money thrown at you. <clears throat> and, you know, you're or you know, on a talent show, whatever, that sort of thing. That that world, that separate universe now. That's that, yeah. that music business is completely separate from what I would call real music. You know, which is a bit divisive, but it's a true thing. I think, right. you know, there's real music it could be all kinds of real music, whether you you know a fucking drill artist or a fucking folk artist. It doesn't matter. You're playing real music. Yeah. You know, you're doing something real from your, you know, from your, from your heart, and you're driven to do it. It's a must for you. You can't stop doing it because it's what you are. That side of thing, that that's the bit that's that's, that's most under pressure. But people can do it. People are doing it. You know, I'm sure every day people are cracking it. Or get a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody listening to these conversations, because I ask every time we have a musical guest, and I always ask them, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated, and everyone's like, "Fuck it, no, it's just not good." <laughs> I think anyone that listens to my podcast regular for the music episodes is like, "Jesus, man, that sounds fucking rough." I don't think I'll bother, you know. Well, it's not what it was, you know. It isn't. It just simply isn't. You know, the worst. But it felt impossible when we started out. To be honest, right. like we're never going to get a record deal. You know, there's a lot of bands, a lot, a lot of bands chasing record deals at the time. You know, and just like we, we just didn't fit anything. You know, we weren't like uh, we weren't like the Stone Roses, so we didn't fit that vibe. You know, we weren't like any other things that were going at the time. Yeah. You know, with a violin in the band, it's like okay, yeah. like, where's that fit? Are you, what, are you folk? Not really. You'd be quite punky. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't fit on our label. 
it's like, oh shit. So, you know, we had to find quite, quite uh, broad labels, broad independent labels. Which the first one we signed was French. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and they were like, yeah, great. We've got a, we've got a rock and roll band. We've got a British rock and roll band. They didn't really know what kind of music we were, but they liked it. Hmm. And that, so that was great, you know. And then that, and then we moved to another one that had a similar approach, but it was in the UK. It was like, yeah, we've got a broad, you know, we don't have a genre as such. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you fit right in here. You know, we'll support you because we, we like your songs and your attitude. And, and also, by, at that point, we had built our own world up anyway. You know, without the first record, they, they didn't do very much at all to help us, but they did put out our first album, right. which is great. But the, the support we built, we built it all ourselves without them throwing any money because they didn't have any right. at us. So when we became a viable concept for the slightly larger independent record label in the UK. And that lasted for a good 10 years, and that was good. We made a good relationship with them because, you know, you tell them to fuck off, and they take it. <laughs> and I suppose that, that sort of steps put you in good stead then for when you went independent. You had that kind of bedrock of support there and stuff that you'd built. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we started out, we, we were making our own cassettes, printing our own T-shirts. So we were, from the very beginning, we built our own tour bus, and we did everything ourselves from the very beginning anyway. So it's kind of like a brief incident with the record companies, really. Right, okay. In, in, you know, it was only 10 years, 12 years out of our 35 years that we were okay, ever with a right. record company. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, actually. Like, if you look at your career as a whole, you know, the time that you were actually with a label as a band is, is relatively small, you know, compared to being independent. And that's why I, I was sort of, like, fascinated to talk to you, because you've seen such a broad change now, not just within the music industry, but within society as well. And you're still fucking here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But like I said, it's because we've made the right decisions at the right time, you know. It's like, right. yeah, this is not cool. <laughs> it's, not, it's not being a you know. Let's do a festival. You know, when festivals, you know, there's billions of festivals now, but, you know, 2001, when we started out to do our own festival, there weren't. You know, there was the big ones, there was Glastonbury and Ready at Leeds and those sort yeah. of things, and a few quite niche ones we might have heard about, and, you know, quite a lot of free festivals and sort of like dance festivals. But there was no one doing sort of like a paid for, but um, vibe wise, non commercial festival. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which was like with a massive eclectic collection of artists and mm. talent of different kinds you know comedy theatre uh, all kinds of all the music yeah you know, dance reggae folk punk blah 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 indie whatever you know we put it all on and the only provider that they ever played was, was good life that was, that was the principle and no sponsorship none at wow. all taking no money from anybody wow none I didn't know no, that I never happened so 20th 20th year this year and it all sounds out, and we don't uh, have to compromise. Jesus, so how do you finance that then? Tickets. Advanced sales. Just advanced sales tickets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't advertise it either. That's why people go, oh, people days, they go, oh, kind of heard of it, word of mouth. I've never seen, you won't see a poster for it because we don't need to advertise right. it. Right. Well, not yet, anyways. But they, that day has yet to arrive. <laughs> but there you go, that's kind of the vibe of it, and, that, and that's, that's how we've done it. It's actually, it's all generated from when people actually attend. Amazing, amazing. And that's the way it should be. And it's very similar, I suppose, to what is very popular now, the crowdfunding model. You know, I finance most of my albums through crowdfunding, you know, where people buy the album in advance, which which helps you then have the money to make the fucking thing, you know. Exactly. That's that's the basic principle, yeah. 
That's fucking awesome, man. Well, I, look, I promised I wouldn't keep you for too much longer. So uh, we, yeah. before we wrap up, we've got to let everybody know what's happening with the levelers, what's coming up, what can they look forward to, and what's going on? Well, we're releasing on another, it's a sort of like a, a, a partner record tour. We released one about four years, five years ago called um, We The Collective, which is an acoustic reimagining of some of the songs, some new material for for basically just really fun for shits and giggles really and, it, and it's awesome and it's a really like intense musical approach it's very focused and uh, it really brings the words out right yeah cool and, and it works in theatres sat down theatres so we're doing a th- sat down theatre tour so we've done another record to go along with that so we've done the sister record to uh, with the collective called Together All The Way and it's just like yeah it starts with other musicians and uh, some reimagining some, some new material and yeah just vibes Good man. And you've got, like we mentioned, the tour you've got coming through March. What's happening for the rest of the year, live-wise? We've got festival dates. We've got some beautiful days out where we do just like, uh, essentially what beautiful days is, but just in one one day as in places like Bristol and whatnot. So there are a few places like that. Some of them confirmed, some of them not. And our festival and some other just festivals. Wicked. Yeah, there and everywhere, you know. It's going to be a fun year, man. I, I'm envious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I can't complain. I, I do think this train is ever going to stop, or is this thing just going to keep on going until the fucking wheels fall off? Ah, that, the latter, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the point of stopping? It's good. Yeah, well, exactly. What else are you going to do? do? When, 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 when I'm not touring, I do stuff on my own as well. You know, I'm always, I like being out doing it. You know, it's good. It's it's my happy place <laughs> <laughs> well that's going to be music to a lot of people's ears as well man you know because you know it's it's our happy place as well so so on behalf of everyone listening thanks so much for doing this man and thanks for everything that you've you've given my us pleasure. the past 35 years long may you continue to shine all right no th- thanks very much nice one thank you nice man it's been a real pleasure speak to you again soon take care okay bye-bye put it together for mr mark chadwick what a dude i really enjoyed that chat i hope you did as well a lot of <laughs> a lot of knowledge in there and i think probably the second highest swearer on the podcast after benji webb i'm not sure how many c-bombs were dropped compared to benji's episode but i, I think it's a tight runner that was a fascinating chat man i think we covered everything that i was hoping to cover there you know talk about politics and the band and art and the music industry a hell of a lot of stuff the guy knows his stuff and he doesn't fucking mince his words either i love that he said the only thing you know that we can do to affect change is to start tearing some shit down i love that so take it from mr mark chadwick who knows what he's talking about if you're pissed off with the tories and you're pissed off with the price of your energy and you're pissed off with seeing your grandparents cold and having to choose between heating and eating then don't wait for your MP to ask nicely and then do fuck all about it. Start tearing some shit down. Guys, enough is enough. Come on, man. How much more shit are we going to take? You know, I mean, it's embarrassing. The world must be looking at us thinking, what the fuck is wrong with those guys? They're just sitting there taking it. You know what I mean? So I completely echo the sentiments there. You know, I'm really fucking frustrated. As you know, you know, I believe we should make anger great again. Start putting that fucking fury to some good use and start getting out there and making a difference. So I'm glad to see that the wise Mr. Chadwick agrees. As mentioned, the Levelers will be doing an acoustic tour starting Monday the 27th of Feb in Cheltenham Town Hall, playing all through Feb and March and all over the place. They're, they're stopping pretty much everywhere in the UK. So you get check out um, levelers.co.uk for all of the live shows. You can also check out the band. You can follow them on Twitter at the underscore Levelers. They're on Facebook at the Levelers and I'm guessing they're everywhere else as well. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they don't need me to plug it. They're the fucking Levelers. You know who they are. You know where they are, okay? 
so uh, most of you probably get your tickets anyway but i gotta do my bits you know what i mean that's how i get people like this on my show is that i promise to fucking <laughs> I, not that the artists care it's, it's mostly the prs you know they want to know that i'm doing my bit for the promo effort right here so uh, i gotta do my thing so uh, yeah levelers.co.uk go and buy those tickets and go and check out an awesome ass kicking fucking band because they're coming to a town near you in march Whilst we're talking promo, you knew it was coming, man. You thought you'd gotten away with it for one fucking episode where I don't monotonously fucking remind you to subscribe to my podcast. But please, if you haven't subscribed already, I'm begging. I'm literally listening to the sound of my voice, man. This is a begging man right here. Subscribe to this fucking thing. Hit follow. Tell your friends about it. Like Mark just said, you know, there's no force stronger than word of mouth. So tell your friends about all the goodness happening over here on the James Kennedy podcast. Hit the star rating. Leave us a review or a thumbs up or whatever the fuck you got to do to keep this thing moving and I will love you forever and keep the good stuff coming. I'll be back next week with another awesome, awesome guest. I can't wait for this one. I don't know what day it'll be. I like to keep Mr. Alan Clifford on his toes. I know he waits eagerly for these podcasts every week, sitting there by the fucking computer or the phone at one minute past nine, feverishly punching away at his phone, thinking, where the fuck is it? So the next episode may or may not be out on Wednesday at 9. You know, it might be out on Saturday or Sunday, but it's a fucking good one. And if you subscribe to the damn thing, you'll get a nice little notification to let you know when it's up so you won't have to worry about it. As always, thanks to everyone who does listen. I hope you're still enjoying the podcast. Let me know if there's anybody that you'd like me to speak with. You know, get in touch on Twitter or wherever. You know where to find me and, and, you know, send them my way. Have a great week. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And get out there and start tearing some fucking shit down.